Struggling Radio is proud to welcome the International Madam, author of The International Madam, How a Woman Controlled a Worldwide Sex Ring, available on Amazon and probably everywhere else you can get books, I imagine. Um, you can follow Nivez Gadoni on her Instagram at International Madam or just search her name, which is N-I-V-E-S-G-A-D-O-N-I. Uh, it comes right up on Instagram, comes right up on Twitter. She's a follower of Struggling Radio on Twitter. I think we'll call her a struggleette at this point, you know? <laughs> um, and so we are very, very happy here. Uh, just interest the crew. Uh, you've already met him in the introduction. He's loud. He's obnoxious. This is Porter. No, I'm neither of those things. But uh, it's a pleasure to have you on, Nivez. So excited for this. Awesome. And then I don't need to introduce you to this gentleman. Uh, he is our creative content manager, executive producer, the Rim Tim, who will open it up by telling us how you were convinced to come on this show. Yes. Yeah. So I guess it'd be a little auspicious to say that I know, we, well, given, given our trade, but um, perspective. So we were in Colombia last year, this time of the year, and we had gone on this uh, post New, Year, uh, New Year's Day, went to this island, kind of just like chill out for a day or so. And because we had been in Columbia for like a week and kind of been running at 150 miles an hour. And so we were diving and Nivas and she had another friend, Crystal, that was with her. They showed up on this island as well. And uh, it was pretty, well, we we're both stunningly attractive. So they stuck out. And they were, but the only other young people I feel like that were around at the same time. And so we went diving, snorkeling, and my buddy was, I think my buddy Steve was talking to her at one point. She made some joke about, oh, and I had a boat in New York, I did this. And he's like, he laughed it off and she's like, you don't think I had a boat, motherfucker? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, uh, like, I remember that happening, and then I walked away. We were chilling out by this pool, and my buddy walks back over. He's like, have you talked to these girls at all? And I'm like, nah, you know, Steve said something about her having a boat. And he's like, that woman has the most incredible story I've ever heard. And I'm like, well, like what? Like, what are they doing here? I'm like, well, first off, she got pinched selling Coke. or I think you'll get to that. And she runs a high-level like escort service out of New York. She got deported. And I think it was at that point that I was like, okay, shut up. I need to go hear this from her. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up, uh, we ended up later, like, we, went to, we all went to dinner that night. I, th I think it was that night. And then back in Cartagena. And we were, afterwards, she was telling this story, and I was like, we were like, like, ha I'm like is this true? Like, this sounds like a, like a made-up movie. And someone said something like, you should, this could be a book. And you're like, there is a book. I literally wrote a book about this. It's coming out in a month. And we're like, yeah, right, whatever. And then she pulls up Amazon. And I think she forced us to all buy the book, but whatever the case <laughs> Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but legitimately, I like, we, I, like, I remember we purchased the book at the table. And I was like, this is wild. No one's going to believe this. Like, like, went to Columbia, came back with this story about meeting this legitimate, like, international madame. And legitimately, it wasn't like I wandered into one of your establishments either. So, the, so a note on the book, and then we'll, we'll get into our, our, our questions. It, I read it in four days, which, I'm, you know, <laughs> you, I blew through it. And when, I, when we spoke yesterday, I'm like, you are the most interesting person 
ever. And, you know, you lived four lives. And, you know, when, uh, when, when were you pinched? Were you 25, 26? Yes. When you were, okay. So you lived so many lives in, in that short amount of time. It's wild. So before we just, just to give everyone an idea. So, so she ran a international, that's not just a clever name, international uh, escort service to a degree in New York, extremely successful, connected to all kinds of people that we won't even talk about. Um, on top of that, um, you know, had a couple other successful businesses, college educated, um, and then got in some trouble and spent two years in two years, right? Yes. Um, oh my gosh, you, two years, hard time. Wow. Two yep. years. <laughs> and uh, I got I got through all the prison stuff last night. Holy shit! Um, is all I have to say about that. Uh, <laughs> And then you were deported back to your home country of Switzerland, and now you're running a couple of successful businesses, including an S and M club. Which you'll laugh. I had to explain to one of these guys what S and M was. So. <laughs> well, you know, if you're not into it, you 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 probably don't know it. Exactly. So, are um, you into it, Nevez, or is it just like your well, customers? I, I'm into making money, but no, it's not really something I would do privately. Really gotcha. Not. Okay. Well, I think the thing to stress, and we stressed this when we talked yesterday, is this is, you know, you're the business person, you're the boss, you're not, this isn't your game, you run right. it, you run it. And, right. and, and that, I think that's a perception that people probably have of you, right? Like, hey, if you're, if you run this, you must be involved with it. And, and that's not true, right? No, that's, that's not true. No, I have never been an escort. Um, I was a stripper for like three months, but I'm a horrible stripper. I can just talk. <laughs> I talk here to death and you will spend money, but I'm just not like, I just saw my, uh, you know, my, my gift is more like running something, managing something and convince people to spend money they don't want to necessarily spend. <laughs> where does that, so where does this come? Because you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. People can say whatever you want, but when, right. when you, when you read your book, like you're an entrepreneur and, you're, and you know, you hustle just as much as anybody running a regular business would. You know, you were out Absolutely. meeting with clients. You were you were coordinating with suppliers. It's very it's very similar. So where's that where's that drive come from? Well, I've always been like this. Like even when I was a teenager, I moved out when I was fifteen. Um, I, I was paying my own college situation because my parents said if you don't live in our house, you gotta pay all your bills by yourself. And they thought I'm gonna move back, but I didn't. So I worked um, like you know to like wash dishes you know, in a pizza place. And then actually I worked at a strip club at a very young age, but I was just a drinker. Now, this is something over here that basically you're getting paid just to drink with clients, but I didn't dance because I was 16, Man, that 17 like years old. that sounds like a great old. job. Getting right. Drink and make money. <laughs> it, is, it is. And it actually worked at that time well. And that's how, you know, my best friend, she was a little bit older than me. She was a working girl and I was giving her a lot of clients. And then at one point she said, hey, do you want to have a cut? Because I'm making so much money. That was like the good times back in like, you know, beginning of the 2000s. Was and this in Switzerland? Or yes. In a, yeah, Switzerland? That was, yeah, that was in Switzerland. And, and she was a pretty young girl, very smart as well. But she just liked to make money that way, you know. And, and at one point she just said, I want to give you something because I make like 10 grand a night easily. Jesus. Right. Wow. And I was in school. So and, and by us, it's like you, you learn your job. And at the same time, you go to school and they just give you like maybe 500 a month. Plus, they pay your school. But you have to work four days a week. And, you know, you can't really survive with 500 bucks. So 
I started this whole little business and I just started a strip club. I met these great clientels and more girls came and more girls came and, you know, I just hooked them up. But I was really fair. You know, I made sure everything is straight. I gave them way too much money. And with time, I changed that whole thing, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, OK, even if I give you 50 percent, you're going to be more than happy. You know, right. and, and, and back then girls would make like seven, eight grand for three, four hours. You know, it was it was it was pretty decent. So at a, at the age of seventeen, eighteen, I made a weekend two to four grand. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Well, these guys were asking about you know financials, and I didn't know how much you wanted to get into that, but because you do right. touch on it in the book, when when you yeah. were rocking and rolling, you were making eighty grand a month. Well, that... the thing is, this every month is a little different, right? Um, sure. Now I did have a lot of costs because you have to imagine I have all these apartments, I have security, um, you know, so. There's definitely costs, you know, with that. So at it the, depends. Uh, it was at between the head 50 of it, and 80. How, how many uh, people are working for you when you had it going, um, like, cranking really well? Like about 35 to 40 girls. Wow. Yes. And then plus and, security? Well, security was, like, more necessary if they have to drive somewhere outside of New York. I have a driver, which is security as well. Um, in the city, they have cabs, and I just have people that I could call for an emergency. But, you know, usually, like, I know these people, and I know a lot about them, and they would not really, like, be into doing something stupid. Mostly. It's mostly older guys, too, so, like, they're not, you know, really wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, per- percentage-wise, because I think it's all about, you know, we were talking yesterday, America's fucked up, right? Like, we, we have a weird perception of sex, and I think yeah, Europe is, is, yeah. is I think much so more... You know, we'll we'll show people getting beaten to death on you know nighttime television, but we won't show half a titty. You know, it's just, right, it doesn't right. make sense. Right. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think the perception of your your profession is that you know these are all creeps or these are all perverts. Right. It's and it and and we're talking yesterday. Not really. It's, these are no. these are normal clients like a bagel place. As people that come in every day for bagels, right? Right. And I mean, if somebody just wants company, I mean, a lot of them they want to have dinner company or just have somebody on their side. Um, and, and some of them, yeah, they have weird requests, but it's nothing compared to Switzerland. Um, in, in the States, it's more like they want to get to know somebody and then maybe they have some freaky requests, you know, but they really not pushy over here. It's like on the menu. Cause you know, we have an internet side It's like on the menu, what the girl can offer. Cause it's just legal and it's, you know, it's like a menu you can choose from. <laughs> and in the States it's usually really just the hour or the overnight, you know, regular, everything is like, you know, it's, I mean, we don't even talk about it because it is, it's not really like you can say, okay, I'm selling sex. You just sell the time. So mm-hmm. I would never, if a guy says, well, is sex included? I would never answer that because it's not legal. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like you, we already don't have an understanding, the girl as well. And I would never have a girl that will play stupid because that's just not going to be okay for the client. But if he's being pushy or forced or anything, she can leave at any time. So, and, you know, one of the questions uh, I think Porter had on her is, and I like the way he phrased it, are the girls that work for you a pain in the ass? And how often do you fire people? And I imagine you're dealing with, so you're, you're a professional, you're a business person, you got your shit together. You're dealing with girls that are 18 to 25, 30, you know, you know, and even men at that age are are awful, you know? Right. No, Um, I definitely. So how often are they a pain in your ass? (laughs) So now when I have my establishment here in Switzerland, it's a little bit different. So they get fired all the time because it's very simple rules. But if you don't oblige the rules, you out. In New York, it was the same thing. It was just if you ever want to call one of my clients privately, you're going to have to pay off for that. 
because I had like one instance, I think in the whole time that I knew for a fact she was calling the guy because he called me and said, well, she's disturbing me. Even he gave out the number, you know, and, and then I had to go to a place and tell her, well, now you owe me a lot of money because you've been seeing the guy for way less money, you know. Um, but that was like two or three times I had instances where I had to fire girls. The rest of them, they left when they had relationships or, you know, they, or they financed something because I don't want to have girls who just depend on me. They can right. make that money on the side. I want to have educated, good-looking, smart girls. Um, they don't just wait until I call them, you know. They need to have their lives together and then eventually exit because I can't even use the same girls at all the time, you know. They right. need to go and come and go and bring friends in. And that's how actually you meet the greatest girls uh, is in college, you know, I went down to the NYU for sure. Um, really? Because that was one of my questions. It's like, yeah. is a lot, are a lot of your, especially here, I mean, I know in Switzerland it's different because it's right. legal, but in, in New York was the people trying to get through school, and obviously Manhattan's ridiculously expensive. Right, right. Absolutely. So it's tough to live on your own. And you were, you, I mean, I, I don't know if you can say where you were, but you were like, you were right in the mix of the most oh, expensive absolutely. place in the country, right? Oh, I, can, I can talk about it. I was living in the Diamond District. Um, cause there was like, I could pay rent with cash <laughs> and, uh, but eventually I, I got kicked out of the apartment too. Like not kicked, but it was like, I had an issue with the, with the owner cause he would just go in high up with the rent cause he knew I was doing something, but he couldn't really know what it is, but you know, the rent was pretty living? high. Um, cause you know, obviously when you first come to the States, uh, I didn't have a green card. I just was going with the, with the tourist visa until I figured out what I'm going to do. And then eventually I got married and, uh, oh you know, my gosh. you oh, did yeah. get married. So that, is that not in the book? I couldn't, cause I know you, at one point you had a hyphenated last name. Well, yes, I, I did get married and, and, um, was that oh. so you can like stay here basically? Well, I can't really touch on that, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you can imagine it. No, it just, um, I, in the beginning I had to figure it out, you know, cause I just came to New York, but I was so motivated and, um, I just worked at the strip club. I was selling watches just to save money. It wasn't like my long-term plan. And when I met this girl actually at the club, she was already running an escort service. And she did it though with Backpage and stuff. You know, she had like more like the, the girls that run away from home and I didn't want to do that. So I just learned from her how to handle it all. Like how to, how to regulate, how to get apartments, how to make advertisements, like with the whole marketing. Yeah, I was wondering about that. How do you do that, being that it's illegal and whatnot? Like, how do you market? Well, well you always have to think, like, I mean, you can illegal, have a website. He says illegal and whatnot. Well, <laughs> well the thing is this. Hold on. To, to, ha to, be an, to be an escort is legal if you don't sell sex, right? You just sell mm -hmm. your time and go and be like, you know, an arm candy or whatever. And, and that's how you can have a website. But, of course, you always want to come down. And so I had this guy in Jersey he was like some, you know, some weird like internet freak and he figured it out really well because, you know, I, I'm not really good with that. But I started to be really good with advertisement online. And for nine months, I went out every night. I went to every golf tournament, to every charity event, to every place just to network. And I had little like black cards and, and I would just give them out. And then with time, after nine months, it hit. Like everybody was calling. Then they saw, OK, this is a great service because it's discreet. Um, the girls are nice. They, they're very on time because, you know, we Swiss people are extremely on time. <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah, I, I, the watch is right there. There you go. Gosh, that is a great one. I will pick up my phone until 6, 7, 8 a.m. It doesn't matter. I'm here. I bring you, you know, whatever you want. So 
um, that was that was definitely a, a plus because a lot of these escort services you call the girl don't look like the picture she's ugly she don't speak English like whatever the case it is and I had really nice girls but of course the price was pretty high as well but with time it just got around so I started with Wall, Wall Street I would just go down there to Cipriani's that was my favorite spot you know <laughs> and uh, I had friends like Italian friends from over here they introduced me to a lot of good people. So over time, you just meet and meet and meet. So I went from Wall Street to like uh, more politics, then to Hollywood people. And it's just, you know, with time, you don't really even have to do advertisement no more. Because it's just like, oh, this is a friend of my friend. You know, I got the number. Because all those people are connected and they all want to be discreet about it. So right. once, you're, once you're in, it's kind of like it just exactly. snowballs. But it was a really a pain in the ass because I had to go play golf. I had to go do <laughs> If you need golf lessons, I will fly to Switzerland and help. Porter is very yeah, good at yeah, golf. Okay, okay. But the thing is this, I have, my tits is just in the way. Uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, the thing is this, I'm we'll going to get you some longer one. clubs. Okay. But I have short arms then though. <laughs> but no, it was, it, it's it going to be hard work, but we'll get there. Don't worry. I mean, it was just, sometimes it was like, okay, when is this going to pay back? You know, but, and then it really did. Because it just takes time. Like, definitely if it's a mouth-to-mouth situation that, you know, just people have to talk about it. And then, you know, I will go find girls at clubs. Because if you go to New York, if you're in New York, um, you see all these pretty girls under the week in the clubs. They work, like 90% of them. They work huh. in girls. And you just have to, like, that's why I had to spend money on, oh, um, get... Um, get a, a table, have celebrities with me, have, you know, good-looking girls with me, just spend money and look like money. So they're going to come up to you and, and going to talk to you anyway. And then it's easy to, like, kind of... It's, it's not really manipulation, but it kind of is, um, especially if they don't work or they're just strippers so far, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I'm, I don't really want to go with the strippers because they just have a different attitude. I just rather like educated girls or models because that's what they do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So the, be- the best, the best workers were like the college students. Is that really what it was? Well, well, no. I mean, of course they are. I mean, they they be loved a lot by the guys, of course. But they really hard because you know then they have a boyfriend. Then they don't know how to act. I mean, I had an amazing group of college girls because I just picked one up. She actually came up to me, and then she brought all her friends in, and they were making a lot of money for me, and they made a lot of money, but they started to go into the lifestyle of like, you know, getting high and drinking all the time and mess up in school. And I told them like, that's not the purpose of this. Even you're making so much money that you've never seen, but you're really messing up yourself, you know? And I can't have girls who are high all the time. And then, you know, they started to do other drugs. And and it's just like one girl, I was really disappointed because she was my number one girl. And she started just to be loud about her job. And I don't ever want to have a girl that going around and says, oh, I'm a prostitute. Like, don't ever do that. Because you're not. I'm not going to look at you that way, you know? Yeah, that's and, probably not good for business. Yeah, it's really bad. Because, you know, my, my no. friend saw her outside of One Oak. I don't know if you guys know that club. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and I have a lot of friends there. I know these people there. And, and they would just say, listen, your friend is out here trying to sell, you know, her ass after 4 o'clock. On the street. And I'm like, oh. you know, but she was really like getting high and falling down. So I said to her, she got to take a break and, and not like, you know, not communicate with me. So uh, I can't help her. So one of the, it's one of the things that cracked me up yesterday. And, and, and I'm get you, you read your book and, and I'm just, I think about where I was at 24 and your age range and what you were doing and how you were not terrified. Cause you're, you know, you're going to find yourself in situations with powerful people big, right. large, just physically large people. 
and tell these dudes about your how you kept yourself safe. It <laughs> crushed me yesterday. Well, it, of course, it happens when somebody sees you making money or they just watch you or you have an issue because somebody doesn't want to pay or there's an issue. So I never ever said to anyone, well, I'm the boss, not even to the girls. Of course, if they're friends of mine, they will know. But I always said I work for Igor and Igor don't play. And he's a crazy <laughs> Russian guy. And, and, you know, he's going to fuck everything up because when he gets mad, just people, you know, they, 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 they disappear. So, <laughs> and all along this, is like, so is this, this is so genius. This is so genius. Because, you know, I'm 5'2". I'm, I'm like 115 pounds on a good day. Um, so back Porter, then, I was very skinny. Yeah. That's why she'll have trouble golfing. She's 5'2". She's got the big bolt-ons. It's not going to be easy for her. <laughs> right, hey. but you know, nobody will respect it, right? I mean, if I come and have a big mouth, they're just going to say, well, you're a short, you know, little European chick. You need to move. Yeah. So you, so you, the other thing that happens, so you get, so you get, you get set up basically. I mean, there's no other way to phrase it. You get set up by a friend of yours, right? A close right. Friend. It was like a brother to me, to be honest. Yeah. It was like somebody I called a brother. He called me a little sister and we known each other for a very long time. And we chatted a little bit about this yesterday, but have, right. have you ever spoken, have you spoken to him since? No, I have not. So, um, and I wouldn't either. Um, well, tell so the get, story first. Well, yeah, yeah. Give us the story. It's intense. Right. So, um, I mean, this business was just for me to make money, right? So my really my passion was managing in the music industry, in the entertainment. So I was a, um, an intern at Sony Records, and I was just learning, 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 and and I actually brought in some some deals. Wait, so you were interning stuff. at a major corporation while you were running this other company? Right, but but nobody knew about it, and then of course I, I really wanted to have. A, a How did you ever sleep? I don't, but New York, you don't sleep. <laughs> no, oh. but it was, it was really like, because it was a friend of mine too. So he introduced me to a lot of people and I was really like having then my own artist at one point, two of them actually. And because I'm really good at networking with time, you just know everybody. So now this guy, all right. So, okay. um, you know, he was the head of security of Bad Boy Entertainment and he was a really close friend of mine. Uh, at one point he was even dating my friend. And um, and that's Christina in the book, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, that's. I figured that was not yeah, a yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's so, okay. Just so people who read the book know who it is. Right, right, right. But he really hooked me up in a lot of like so many times. He got me to the right places, introduced me to people, and he definitely made me come further than I would have without him. You know. And um, yeah, so we would hang up in the free time, and we always go to Harlem and to like really the hood spots, which is not my place really to be there, but. It was cool for me. So even back there, I was playing poker. I was playing blackjack with these people. And I was just really protected over there. Now, one day, he came up to me and he said, well, I have a huge issue. Something happened. And he kind of like told me a little bit about that he's in trouble, but not too much about it, you know. And uh, I said, well, I don't even know it and I don't want to know it. Because the more that you know, you're just going to be involved somehow. So he asked me, like, um, if I could have given any kind of hookup for drugs and I said no I can't do that because you know for one I, I'm not really I don't really know too much about it you know about business how this works and then again I just don't feel comfortable because you know the escort stuff I have it down I have studied it I have you know like thought of every way I could get called or whatever and and I wouldn't uh, but the drugs and you didn't really you didn't need additional business either you were you were killing it 
Right, right. So you didn't uh, that on that. top. And and I didn't know really like, again, I was more I wasn't worried about the police. I was worried about like getting robbed or something, get involved in something I don't wanna, you know, be involved in. Um so he kept convincing me and um in the end I gave in. And then he wanted to bring in my boyfriend at that time, fiance, and I just said no. And even I said, you know, I don't wanna be in the middle if something goes wrong. Our friendship is going to be fucked and it's just an issue, right? So I'm going to do it myself. And yeah, I remember he introduced me to somebody. I met up with the guy. Uh, I gave him a sample and uh, I think he called me back a few hours later and he said, oh, I want a huge amount. And I said, I can't do that because it's just weird. And even my fiance said, like, listen, you, this don't sound right to me. But I told him because I'm so hard headed, you know, I said, shut up and sit down. That's my business, not yours, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so we actually we said you know what we're gonna go for a half a kilo and i'm gonna sell this to you one time and never again because i don't want to be involved in this i'm doing a favor for a friend who has some issues right um and we met up at the haru sushi on the upper east side it's a really fancy sushi place and uh, you know when i got there i see the guy coming in i ordered some wine and he was sitting across from me just really weird like i just knew something is he's nervous or whatever so um, I told him like to order something and act normal. So he just says really loud, like louder than normal. Like I got the money. I don't so, like where this story's going. It's not bad. Right, right. It's not good. It's not good. Right. But in that moment, I'm like, this happened in seconds, right? So when he said that, he looked like I was my back was turned to the door and to the window. He looked and passed me outside, and I turned around and I just saw lights, you know. Oh. And in that second, they stormed the whole place and they acted like they arrested him. Um, and then they arrested me too. They just read my rights. They knew obviously a lot of stuff about me that, you know, they were watching me obviously. And they took the, cause I made a little gift. I mean, it was just right after Christmas it was on 27th of December, 2012. Um, and I made a little gift with the drugs. <laughs> so yeah. they took that and they brought me into the car and they said, so we're going to go to your house now. Where do you live? And I just said some address in Harlem <laughs> just to get involved. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, just to think, you know, and they're like, we know where you live. Um, so you got to tell us what's up. And I'm like, damn, in my house right now, it's not a good situation for you guys to be there. You know, so I just didn't yeah. say anything. And they said, well, we're just going to go and, and break the house. So in the house was my fiance, was some other friend of his. It, it was a lot going on in the house. And of course, there was a lot more drugs in there, unfortunately. So, so. And this is you go through this in the book, the the international madam, this is Neva Gadoni going through when she was set up by who she calls a brother right. at at twenty four or twenty five. Twenty four at that time. And, oh my god. And then you you start you start the book in the interrogation too, and eventually uh, they kick you in the chest, is that correct? And right, knock I you guess, straight on your back. Yeah, there was a bad cop and a good cop, and I just wasn't about to talk because um, they said, "Now you have to tell us the truth, or you're gonna get 25 years." And um, I said, "You know, I need an attorney. I'm watching all these shows on TV, and I wanna have an attorney." <laughs> Law and order. <laughs> well, all the CSI and all that. Uh. women. But um, I just said, you know, I, I don't even know. I know I, I mean, I have a problem right now, you know, because even in the car, he said, this is NYPD. This is the New York State Police. This is DA and FBI. And now you have Is that problems. when you knew you were fucked? Is that when you knew you were like, this is for real? Well, I wasn't believing it because I thought like this is this. They can't look for me because I'm not nobody important in this. Like, I'm not, you know, 
I mean, I have sold small amounts to, to clients or even given them for free. You know, if they make like 10 hours, I give you shit for free. Because obviously in New York, that's all, you know, they really care about that kind of stuff. Yeah, particularly Wall Street. Yeah. And, and especially, you know, instead of making one hour, you go in 10 hours for my business. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't about to make drug money. <laughs> I was even not like I, I didn't even mix it up. I just give them the way I got it. And I had a good connect, you know. Um, so it was really good stuff too. It was not like, you know, cut up or whatever. And, uh, you know, so I'm like, I'm not even the person they want to look for because I did this one time and I get caught. Like, how, how bad is that? You know? Um, so one guy was really nice to me, of course. And one guy was really angry. He got a red face as well. And he wanted to like, you know, I was chained to the stair, to the, to the chair and they were, yeah, they were pretty harsh to me. So, uh, because the people who were in my apartment, I got charged with that as well. Uh, for all the the drugs that were in there but because I already get charged I took all the charges on me and not to have the other people involved as well because it was really my mistake you know it was my then you go from there and and for 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 those who haven't read the book uh, spoiler alert here I don't want to ruin anything in the book but she she never squeals uh, which is which is which I, I mean, how many times did they come back to you? Once did you get know? a good lawyer right away? Or were no, you not, not no. right away. Not right away. No. Unfortunately. Um, I mean, first you just you get booked, you know, they take your fingerprints and stuff and take a picture. And then you go get trans. You go to the, to the courts. Right. And then I had this lawyer from the state, the free lawyer. How do you call that again? Um, a public defender. Yeah, a public, public defender. defender. Yep. And they just ask, ask questions where I'm from. And then they even said, because I had a green card, but they said, well, you're from Switzerland. So my bond was really high. It was 300,000. And, oh. and uh, they offered me 15 years. And I said, no, I'm oh. not guilty. So they, came, they bring you to Rikers Island. And I was there, obviously, for a while. And then I was able to hire some lawyers from then on, you know. Because they took so all my money from the house, but I had some money in different insurances. So, we've got, so we, we've got some prison questions, as you can imagine. Um, yes. because, mm-hmm. because I just think of who you are and going into prison. Right. Like, like you're, you're a tough character, but you're not built like a tough character you know what i mean like if you're five two you're beautiful all that stuff but you're unbelievably street smart so i would think that you could like you know start running your own ring inside the prison or something (laughs) you really would have wanted to and i finished like i said i finished the book last night one of porter's questions was you know are 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 shower fights real or and like yes boom within was that like your first day my first day was pretty bad that was in rikers island i went to take a shower and a girl got stabbed with some something right in front of me and i just turned around i didn't see it because i didn't want to get involved with nothing and that's something i never got involved in other people's problems because that's how you get more problems and i was just doing my time i respected everybody and that's how the respect came back but of course people want to try you especially when you're short and you're not from there you know you're a foreigner uh they're definitely going to try you Jesus Christ. But I made the, some good uh, friends. I mean, I have friends to this day. We still chat. We still have a chat. And we Tell still talk. me about the wet t-shirt contest in prison. How does that even happen? <laughs> well, How you know, excited not... were the guards? <laughs> Wait, let me ask no. something about Rikers Island first. So there's, okay. is there a male and a female side or, or how does that work? No, well, there's, there's a male side and a female side, but the guards are mostly males. Of course, okay. there's females as well. Uh, and it, it is really like Rikers Island is just not a good place to be. And the rules just don't it's not really right like men do search you and i'm not okay with that i mean they make searches not strip searches but searches and uh, when you take a shower they basically watch you well and we know we know like prison guards it's not a high-paid gig you know it's an hourly gig with some decent benefits so you get right. you get fucking assholes right Right. a, a lot of them they are like uh, ex um you know they were in the war and stuff they were soldiers a lot of them you know they're a little bit messed up in the head 
Definitely. Have you ever seen that Netflix show? What's the one with the prison? Oz. Are you talking no, about Oz? No, the oh. women. <laughs> Orange, or... Orange is in the Black. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that was actually black. filmed. That was filmed in Taconic. And the conic is uh, is like it's not what they film is not how it really is. I have to be honest; it's way worse than what they film. So once again, Hollywood lies to us. This is a common theme on this podcast, Evis. That what? I don't think that the people in Hollywood are really telling us true stories about what it's like. Well, speaking of Hollywood, we've talked about this. This uh, we're like we don't have enough time to get into all the detail. Your fucking story has to be. You got to get somebody behind yeah. this to make a yes. show, make a movie. It's first of all, it's funny. It's wild. I know there are, you know, there's there's probably people that'd be nervous if you made a show because they'd be right. outed. Um, yep. But you can do that like without like this is our list of questions. When I sent this last night, I'm like, there's no fucking way we're going to touch on all this shit because your life is so interesting. We'll just get to what we get to. But like, right. this has got to be a show. Yeah. Have you thought about who should play you in the story of your life? Like, I'm thinking Good Jennifer question. Jennifer Lawrence possibly, <laughs> Anne Hathaway maybe. What? Yeah. <laughs> well. Somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> those are the only two actresses whose names I really know. So. Oh, well, um, I think she's too too like she's too soft. Yeah, yeah you're right. I agree. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is probably more. Maybe. More or the, the girl, right or, or the lady that was playing in The Wolf of Wall Street, the, the wife. Oh, Margot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. I like her, and but uh, I definitely work on. I want to actually have a Netflix series. Plus, I want to have a movie, and I'm working on it. But I'm still looking for investors because um, I have all the rights to the book, to the to the trailer, and um, now I want to do a pilot. And when I have the pilot, I already have con contacts to Netflix. Neves, I'm ready to invest right now. You just sent me the, where I, uh, the yes. routing number and account. And good, I'll send good. Right now. <laughs> no, actually, the guy who did the trailer is a really close friend of mine, and he would write it. He he did school for it. He's a writer, like screenwriter. He's on it right now, so that he can present something. So, so uh, if you guys, if you want to watch the trailer, it's on YouTube. It, it's very easy. Uh, you just Google or YouTube uh, Neves's name, which is right. N-I-V-E-S-G-A-D-O-N-I, or or YouTube the International Madam. You'll be able to see it easily. Mm -hmm. um, so, tell us about the wet T-shirt contest. We got to get that right, out. Right, right, right. So, my my birthday is January first. Um, so oh, we, we almost have the same birthday. Which oh, I choice. laughed about. My daughter's birthday is January first. Wow! As well. Wow! So. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. always a party on your birthday. Right, right. So um, I had actually really because I was a long time in the same block, and I had a cool relationship with a lot of girls. So we had set up the the the, the CEO to just not be paying attention, and then we all had this T-shirt on. We did the wet T-shirt contest, and it was funny as hell. And they made me a little card, and you know they put it together with toothpaste and different like magazines to put together something. <laughs> it was so nice. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we created stuff. We made cheesecake. We made stuff with nothing. We built like a lot of stuff. Even Thanksgiving, we all got together and ate together, and it was amazing actually. But then it was of course bad situation. You know, fights and and over TV shows we've had fights and just. Every day something. So we were actually what, the worst blocks. What TV show would people fight over? Was it Law and Order? Well, I was Judge watching, Judy, I'm guessing. No, I was watching <laughs> Sex in the City and Desperate Housewives. And uh, they wanted to watch something else. And when I'm on the TV, you're not going to take my remote. That's the one thing. I'm not somebody that's like, you know, crazy or want to fight. But you have to stand your ground. If you don't do it, they're going to play with you all the time. And I remember one time I got robbed. Somebody stole my cigarettes. And I didn't say nothing to the officers, of course. Even everybody was really mad because I always give. I never just say, I have 
something and nobody can have nothing. You always are cigarettes it. the biggest currency yes, in prison? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And that's like that. So anyway, I knew who stole it. I knew it exactly. And this lady would steal from everybody. She's a kleptomanic, crazy woman, older woman. But she was older, so I'm not about to go and fight her. So what I did is, when the officer wasn't watching, I put her face in the toilet and I flushed. Just to give her a sign. And, <laughs> and, and the thing is, because everybody hated her, because she would always go and snitch to all the officers what they did to her. Uh, even she's the wrong one. She would just stay, steal and steal and steal. So I got a little bit famous over there. And you gave her a prison swirling. I you did. gave her a swirling. I yes, did. she did. That's fine. And then... Great. When the, when the sergeant came, he was like, because he hated her, you know, too, because she made so much trouble. And he just laughed. He couldn't stop laughing. And she was crying. And she's like, you know, just say the truth now, Lopez, because that was my, you know, last name back then. When I was married, was Lopez. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, because she always <laughs> will call the, the officer. But she always, you know, fucks up stuff. So, yeah. So it was funny. But everybody was like, thank you that you did that, because I couldn't hit her. She's an older lady. And yeah, I mean, older, she was like 40 something, you know? Oh my gosh. Hey, careful. Some of us are, you know. No, no, I know. I'm 31 too now. So, <laughs> no, no, but she was older than me, you know? So I was like, I'm not about to hit this woman. This is stupid. But you have to really defend yourself because if you don't do it, people will play with you all day. And they will do really horrible stuff to you. So you don't want to be the victim. No. Um, so. So the, the interesting line of questioning we have. Are, are you doing okay on time? You still yeah, have a couple yeah, minutes? absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, I love this question. I think this is a maybe a Porter question that he wrote. <laughs> of course. So it is, is is Switzerland the best country in the world? And part two of that, if you could, and without getting into specifics, you can't get into. Would you come back to the states if you could? I mean, Switzerland is really good when it comes to health insurance. It's clean. Uh, you have good salaries, like, you know, but it's boring. Everybody has a nine to five. And I'm a hustler and I can't hustle over here the way I used to or just making it smarter. You know, I wouldn't do anything illegal. Obviously, I learned from my mistakes, but it's, it's, it's a little bit more difficult in that sense. Do you go to other European countries for business, like Amsterdam? Or that's not even a country, but it's a city. But, right, right, yeah, right, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you um, know, Italy, France. Now, the thing Spain, is Spain is very beautiful. I could see a lot of that stuff going on in Barcelona. Well, you know, he goes have, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I, I, have, um, I mean, I have clients everywhere as well in Dubai and stuff. And, and if I have oh, a client wow. requesting something, I will definitely send a girl because I have a lot of girls here or, you know, everywhere in Germany. I have a lot of girls, actually. Um, and, and if it makes sense, it does. But it's, I want to kind of distance myself from the whole business. I have set up something new. It's called Aphrodisia Ace, and that's a concierge service. Now, because... The requests, I don't want to have the regular escort stuff no more. If somebody has a freaky request, if it doesn't involve kids, animals, or rape, or violence, I can set that up for you, but it's going to be very expensive. Animals? Poop? Yeah, but people have, like, requests. Poop, Poop like, is on the table, right? Well, it and is, that was, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. <laughs> Germans. So, we were talking. <laughs> yeah. That's a German thing. Well, it's, it's, um, I'll tell you this. In Switzerland here, I, I kind of shifted to S&M, right? S&M is domination, uh, even like submission. And that just makes way more money. And the Thank clients... you for explaining that because I'm sure our listeners aren't all aware. Right, of right, that. right, right. So that's more like a fantasy. And some people, they go really far because they've been doing it for a long time. Um, and... Uh, you know, some people that request freaky stuff and it's expensive, which makes more money for the girls, more money for me. And those clients are really, you can count on them. You know, they, they just, they, they, they they're totally it. hooked. Right. They're totally, exactly. They, they're exactly. always going to come back if they're 
Right. They're right. always going to keep taking it to another level, basically. Right. And, and here you got to see we have like the highest salary. So the, 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 the middle like salary is probably eight, nine thousand a month. Uh, maybe your bills are three, four thousand if you live really, you know, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good. And so you have all this money. So here people do a lot of drugs and, and prostitution. And it's the, the regular price here for prostitution got really low because it's legal. So we have all these girls here from Romania. And I just wanted to do something different that makes sense. So the more money they make, the more money I make. Uh, just, you, a, just a quick aside. Are you hiring in like your accounting department? I'm kind of thinking Switzerland <laughs> might be like a, a good place to, to relocate. Maybe uh, for me, I'm just like, I'm just spitballing here. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, for the visa, it's probably not too easy because Switzerland uh, really is protective. I mean, Switzerland is anywhere a weird place if you think about it. It's a neutral country. We never have war here and all the money is here. So, you know, something is going on that we don't know. But I'm okay with living here. I'm a Swiss citizen. So it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, so the requests are pretty wild. And um, what what do you look at? Because yesterday you were like, yeah, getting shit on is that's just a Tuesday. I actually when I opened at S&M uh, uh, Club, it was 2016. I was surprised myself. So the most request is really to actually eat shit. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're basically that's you the pay the time. Request. Yes. The <laughs> and the thing is this. You think it would be maybe an older, very uh, rich uh, white guy. No, it is really young, older, whatever. They save their money sometimes just to do this once a week because they have the need. Eat some and shit? It's, yeah, it's psychology. Can like, I just, just ask be... a health question? Like, that's not good for you. I mean, do you, right, I mean right. is there a way to purify shit? Is well, that a dumb question? Probably. I, I got to tell you this. If I know one of my girls would have a sickness, then she has to go to the doctor. But I can't test them every day, right? Because there will be way too much work. But they have to, if they have something, I have to send them away. Um, if the guy wants that to That actually was shit, one of my questions. That's, thanks right. for clearing that up. Right. right, right. But but it's like, you know, I can't test somebody every single day. That would just not make sense. But of course, they got to use condoms. That's something they have to. But I'm not there to watch either. So it is kind of like, you know, they, they have to do their own thing. But the girls I hire, they're really, really high class. So, you know, I, I hope they wouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. Now, if you want to eat somebody's um, and shit, that's on you. And you have to sign a paper for that. <laughs> you have to sign. Wait, hang on a second. There's paperwork documentation yeah, about it's people on your, eating. Yeah, well, you just have to sign a paper that is, is your own, uh, you know, it's your own problem if, if anything comes out by it. Wow, so you, you can really easily the paperwork people. Well, and people pay, pay money for it. And, and the girls, actually, the crazy thing is, I ask them, like, how are you going to do it if, you know, he comes at 12 noon, you say, right? And they say, <laughs> well, their bodies are so trained, they know what to eat. So... The consistency is good and, and everything. So, but you know, and then I had, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you gotta say you, you have to just go by you know like right now you have to do it and that's pretty hard. I mean, in I'm, this scene in the movie, Reg, I think you should be the guy. Just I I'm think just I, saying. I, I think, think I can. Yeah. I think I could play this part. I'm well, worried about E. coli and C. diff over here. I'm worried about some serious fungal infections from eating shit. Right, oh my right. god! But, Clearly, these people aren't worried about that. <laughs> right, right. No, and, and really, I have, a, I had one young guy. Um, he was, he was like twenty years old, and he actually had this request that he wants to eat hot sperm from somebody from a stranger. So we had Jesus. to, like, yeah. So I had to set it up like, okay, when the client is done, the girl has to wait, the client has to leave, and the other one has to come in, eat that stuff, and he pays two hundred just for that. Huh, money oh well spent. Money well right, spent. right. It's, it, and, it's, and it was like, he's 20 years old. What is he going to do when he's 50? Like, 
where did you find this? Like, well, that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a great that's, point. How do you escalate higher than that? Right. So, so it's, it's, but it's porn. And, you know, like I said, I have a lot of like, you know, rich, wealthy people. They would just, you know, um, come in and want to be a human toilet for like three, four hours. They just lay there and they're human toilet. And if so, they have so a lot hold of on money What is a, I think we need to, we need to get into that a little bit. What is technically a human toilet? Is that you're just getting pissed on or shit on or is it all everything, the above? Everything. And the thing is, of course, we're going to ask, like, when somebody like this comes in with a request like that, it's like a, a, definitely a dialogue. They'll be on the same page. So, Basically, I would have shut down the club and all the girls are in because um, it's like, you know, I have a smaller club. It's like three rooms. Um, and um, so he would just be a human toilet. They would come in, throw up on him, piss on him, shit on him. He would eat it or not. And he would just do this for hours. But hours. He, he, God. Yeah. And then, you know, he wanted one time he requested a rat and I was just not with that because he can really die from this stuff. He wants to have a rat in his butt. Um, and so I just... Oh. Yeah, so we regulated on just using worms, and um, I had to go find worms. He just wanted something that's alive. So, like, this just is so everybody gets that, he wanted a rat in his butt. You know, Nivez, uh, we had our, 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 a friend of ours that's a nurse on, right. and she works in an emergency department, and primarily her job is getting shit out of people's assholes. Right. Primarily. Right. Yeah, I mean. Rats? Right, but the rat can kill him because she's going to eat through yes. whatever, you know. Yeah, that's why I said, no, we're not, you know, we're not, like, against animals or something <laughs> but yeah, i think these people just watch porn and they see something and they want to do it and some of them even came in they wanted to do like a fisting or whatever and then when they got it done they were crying but you know that's what she requested we asked you to write medical questions that's why i had to do a course for this snm stuff that i know if somebody bleeds or whatever happens i need to be able to you know um stop it or just help them this. but so far there was no there was nothing happening so no one's mm -hmm. died on your watch yet? No, no, no. But That's somebody great. once bleeded a lot, and I had to stop the bleeding because the girl just flipped out. She couldn't imagine it. But I'm like, well, you know, especially, you, like, have, you know, guys. like, really high insurance rates on your business? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because, because, again, the guys, they are there for their own, like, they want it to be, they want to get that done. They have to sign it. But, of course, I can't just let an, an amateur there and just do something stupid. Like, for example, if you want anything in your butt, we have to know if you did this before, you know, like, all this stuff with the muscles. And, and these girls actually have, um, have to be like nurses. Like, their schooling is like a nurse schooling, especially for dominas, you know. I, I think all three of us are pretty speechless right now. Yeah, that's just uh, unbelievable. <laughs> my, my mind, my mind just goes towards like, how much sex and shit have you had where you're like, well, I guess the next stop is being a human toilet. Yeah, like how does that how does that person get there? Like, oh yeah, definitely, oh, no. I want to be a human toilet. Well, some guys like to she's not a psychologist, you know? guys. Well, I'm not asking and, her. No, but I, I think I think you get addicted to this, right? You want to do more and more and more. Of like more crazy stuff. I want to try something new. If you start it, but some people they're just happy with the bare minimum, like spanking or you know a dildo in their butt or whatever. Well, I bet most of our listeners their their whole understanding of S and M is based off of the show Billions because I know <laughs> mine is. Mm. So, um, but it's a whole different world. Uh, so software took a shit. So what we asked right before the software took a shit was kind of uh, we we know you kind of don't watch Game of Thrones. That breaks our heart. Um, but what do you do in your free time? Like your life is wild. So like, if you just have a night where you can do whatever, what do you do? Well, I mean, I'm more into the gym, fitness and traveling that the whole party thing. Sometimes I do go out, but I'm not like, you know, I'm 31 now, so I've seen it all and it's so boring over here. So sure. it's, you know, I have just other things and I'm always looking for a different way to make money. 
Um, I am trying to get into the medical marijuana business. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, the book and the movie is definitely... Oh, I can help you. Yeah, you, got, you. You and Porter might want to yeah, connect, I think, I think we do, right? I think we do. We have, yeah. I have a different project because I have somebody in Colombia that's actually uh, would want to open like a farm, you know, and, and he really knows what he's doing. And uh, yeah, there's different ways. But uh, game of, watch Game of Thrones, like I said, I did it before, but I just didn't have time to like, you know, watch it all the time, uh, you know, so I kind of fell off. But yeah, you we, said can, something we can fill you in. We can fill you in. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Okay. So that's your guy's favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're like I told you, we're nerds. We're awful. This is what we do in our free time. Besides, when I'm when I'm not reading your book late at night. Okay. Um, is is there any so Porter? Do you have any final questions? I got one final one. You got anything? And then Tim. I got two that I'm interested to hear about. One is go, go ahead. You talked about Igor earlier. How did you stay out? Like, what? How close did you come to organized crime or them coming in on what you were doing? Like, how did you stay independent? Well, you know, I just had my own way of doing it and I never involved other people. So it's like when people see you make money, I can always just act like, well, I just have a sugar daddy. You know, I never said like, oh, this is what I'm doing to people, you know, because then, of course, you could get trouble. Um, it did happen before because when I did, um, you know, sell some drugs to, to like, you know, or you just provide them with drugs and stuff. Some people, you know, when I don't like something, I tell them that. And, and you know, I'm pretty like, you know, I, I say what I have to say. So I did have some arguments before or whatever, but it never came to the point. Now I have an issue with like, you know, organized crime or something. Definitely not. The other question I had was, how did you, did your, your family, friends that knew you from way back, what's the, did they have any idea what you were doing in New York or the, like the range of it? Well, not really. My family knew I had girls that were working for me because, of course, I financed them a pretty nice life. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when I did get arrested, a lot of people were like, oh, we didn't know this, we didn't know that. And it acted kind of funny a little bit, too. But I always give. I never was like, all the money is mine. I definitely, um, you know, would support people or whatever. And then eventually they got over it, you know. they. Of course, my you dad was good, very disappointed. Your dad was the man, right, though. Your, right. your dad was your, your guy. Because in the right. book, you're, 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 you know, it's a pretty touching moment when you get back to him. Right, definitely, definitely. And my dad, you know, he wasn't always like all the way on the right, you know, thing. he did a little time too, but just a little bit. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. he, you know, but he was still very disappointed why I had to do that because I could do so many other things. And I absolutely agree. Um, if I could do it over, I don't know if I would do the same thing. Maybe, yeah. But I can say now the skills that I learned, I just did it. I used them in a, in a positive way, in a legal way. And it definitely mm -hmm. works. I work in sales as well. I do HR work. I have the club. I do everything myself. So it gave me actually something positive just to wake up and actually concentrate on the right things, not just on the fast well, money. And what we said, you're an entrepreneur. And, you know, I, I was when you read what, what you went to college for, you went to college kind of for technical stuff, right? Like well, almost for, working, on, working on cars. Yeah, right? yeah, I did. Yeah, it was horrible. But, you know, I just I just did that, that I have something like, you know, some kind of like degree. But mm -hmm. I don't I'm not really a person that likes to go to school. Really well, I, I, I learned you learned doing. probably more than most by doing. did I learned in, by your, doing, yeah. in your small amount of time. Porter, final questions. Porter, Porter, Porter. All right. All right. We'll move on. So um, my final question from, from me, and we'll, sh we'll shut it down again. Thank you very much. The international madam, Yves Gadoni. She, how a woman controlled worldwide sex ring available on Amazon. Follow her on Instagram at international madam. Literally just search it on Instagram. She comes right up. And as Porter said earlier, it's an awesome Instagram. We uh, all believe that. 
Uh, you can follow her on Twitter. We'll get her to make her Twitter more active. Ours is relatively active. Um, okay. Anything, what would you do differently? If you could do one thing differently, what would you do differently? Well, I would have definitely stayed out of the drug situation because that's something that's right. always going to fail. Um, and, and I just didn't see it and I should have. I shouldn't be this naive. But, you know, you learn, you live and you learn. And I think I needed this experience to just get better as a human. Um, good answer. So uh, one other final question. So typically we'll put a theme song on. What do you want? Well, as you come on the show, we'll have a theme song playing in well, the background. What's yours? Big Pimpin' from Jay-Z. That is fucking <laughs> awesome. That's fucking awesome. Perfect. Right, and I do want to say something. Uh, I have a website. It's called internationalmadam.com. Over there, you can find all the places where you can buy the book. Uh, of course, again, the story and stuff. And I hope we can get this on Netflix and, and on a movie. And I'm always open for different businesses to, to make it happen. So for all the struggleos and strugglettes out there, Hammer, Netflix, let's tweet at them. This, you guys, we scratched the surface. There's so much more. I mean, you saw our stupid list of questions. We just bounced around from it. Like the book's wild. It's 170, 180 pages. I crushed it in, in three nights, reading from like 10 to 12.30 every night. So I was wide awake. Um, really, really appreciate you coming on, you guys. This has been phenomenal. We'll bring you back sometime if you're okay with that. Absolutely. Thank um, you so much. I had a lot of fun. And, you know, we'll get a live show in Switzerland someday, I think. Yeah. We'll get out there. We yeah. should do it. We should do um, it. But thanks again. Rim Tim, anything else? No, I'm good. I appreciate it, Nevaz. This is Thank you. pretty wild. I mean, like, I, was, I just remember being like, I'm going to store this away. We'll, we'll somehow come back to figure out how to... I, I, because a lot of people didn't even believe me when I would tell them the story, like your right. story. But right. this, is, this is cool. And I think there's a lot more to it than you just see in the book. That's why I think it's serious would make it more like, you know, because I had so many fun times and good times in the States and crazy moments. So. Well, everything seems fast in the right. book. Everything's fast. And, if, and, you know, it's probably because you don't want to make it too long, right? Like. Well, you know, I have hired the writer and she wrote it the way she wrote it. But I definitely right. um, actually want to get rid of it. Right. Well, we can do that on further episodes here at Struggling Radio. Absolutely. We don't pull it out. And if you catch a leg when I spit, then it won't be a little hit. Go read a book, you illiterate son of a bitch. Step up your vocab. Don't be surprised. With me and you see it's coming down on your slab. Living get so fabulous, so mad, you just can't take it. But you hate not, then you wait while I get your hit butt naked. Just break it. You gotta pay like you wait wet with two pairs of clothes on. I get the ass to the back as a blast to the track. Timberland, let me spit my pro zone. Post it up in the pro zone. That's the track that we breaking these zones. Hate the track that we flow zone. Y'all, if I wasn't rapping, baby, I was baby ride Mercedes.